0: This is the Media Week Industry Podcast from the people at mediaweek.com.au. Welcome to a new Media Week TV podcast. Welcome back to the studio in person, Andrew Mercado. Hi, James. It's great to be back in the same um, same room again with you. It doesn't happen a lot, but um, I've got a feeling it might happen a little bit more regularly. I think it will, Yeah, Into the future, because you've exited your cinema. Uh, I think we might have mentioned it. No, we didn't maybe mention it last time, So it did not quite happened, probably our last podcast, but... You've been up at Southwest Rocks for three years,
1: wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, nearly three years. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow. Well, time went by, and it, um, a friend and colleague of ours, Gary Farah, has um, taken the baton up there, so he's the new um, cinema operator.
1: And it's fantastic for me because if I had sold it to a stranger, there would always be that lingering doubt in your mind: oh, "Are they going to do the right thing?" I know that Gary's going to do the right thing, so I can say to everybody in the town. I'm leaving it in really great hands. I've got a bit of an idea of his plans and he's going to take it to the next level and it's just so – that's why I don't need to be sentimental about it. I'm able to walk away and just go, wow, it's still there, it's going to keep going and he's going to take it to the next level and bring me back to do stuff. So I'll still have, you know, I'll, I'll still be able to visit. So that's great.
0: Yep, fantastic. All right, let's get into it. We're in the sort of midst of upfront season. It's a fair bit going one. We've had Channel 10 or the 10 Network. Yep. We've got nine this week that we're recording this and then seven uh, to follow. Then I think the ABC and SBS are all having programming events a little later in the year, which we'll cover around that time. But I guess um, first up, Network 10, I guess the thing everybody was hanging out for was the announcement about the MasterChef judges. Yeah. Who would they be?
1: And you saw Media Watch last night talked <laughs> about all the journalists and all the big names that they were rumoring to take the job. And in the end, we got three fairly compared to the big names like Gordon Ramsay that's suggesting. We've yep. kind of got three younger, you know, Unknowns. less higher profiles. Unknowns. Unknowns. I didn't want to say that word unknown, but, but <laughs> you know. Yeah, well, they're not because Andy Allen was a master chef. Correct. Winner, so he's clearly he's the, not unknown. But he's the only not. one I recognise, right, yeah, because he's a, a former contestant. Yeah, Yeah. correct,
0: correct. Um, everybody was thinking Curtis Stone would be one. Um, I always thought that was probably a long shot given his, you know, his international business commitments. Yeah. Um, so to, to spend, you know, what is it, four to six months in Australia, every year filming was going to be pretty hard for him to uh, wrangle in his schedule on it. Uh, so that was the, the
1: big mass of everyone was waiting for that at the TEP uh, upfronts. But what you were there. What do you reckon was the, uh, the next biggest announcement after that?
0: Well, gee, they didn't really have one yeah. <laughs> after that because every, virtually every franchise or format they've got is coming back in 2020. Yeah. So there was no real announcements of new programming. So that, you know, and that's the biggest roll of the dice for them too. this MasterChef thing, I guess, because not only are they changing the judges, they're changing the format. So they're going to have previous contestants from the first 11 seasons coming back.
1: Are they doing an All-Stars? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But so that's a, But that's a good way to introduce new judges, familiar contestants, not so known judges. By the end of it, we should all be on the same page. Well, it is isn't. Pardon. it isn't.
0: It could go either way, right? It is in that it's safer maybe, mm. but then you're messing with the format and people like MasterChef because unknown cooks come on and suddenly they become food personalities. Yeah. Here we're going to get people who've already had that journey, so whether people will mind about that. So there'll be two things you've got to get used to, the fiddling with the format and yeah. then the new judges. Yeah. And it might be a bridge too far for some people, I'm not sure. Um, so it's jock. Zon Frillo, who's a, I think he's Adelaide-based. He runs a restaurant in Adelaide, which is often wins, I think, you know, the best restaurant in Australia. Uh-huh. It's, you know, much, uh, much awarded restaurant. I think Melissa Long, Leong. Leong. Yep. Now, I think she was on, she's been on SBS, I think, uh-huh. on their food show, which was not totally dissimilar to MasterChef. She was one of the judges on there, and Andy Allen, of course. yeah, Who was a, uh, a previous winner.
1: Look, if I was producing the show and I had a choice of unknown judges with unknown contestants or unknown judges with contestants that are popular and are known before, I would have taken the latter option. I think Mm. I would think that's the safer way to introduce those new judges, Um, but let's wait and see. Yes, I mean, MasterChef's yeah. one of the few shows that's actually waited every year by its fans, isn't it? They know in winter it's coming. There's people who don't watch Channel 10 a lot of the time that hang out for this. MasterChef is, uh, you know, a regular event for a lot of its viewers. Yeah, yeah. I think they're, um,
0: they're probably... A lot less fickle, too, I think, because it's not a sensational program. that no. you're, you're writing one sort of, you know, shock announcement to the next. You sort of invest for
1: the cooking. For the- do you reckon they'll change the Katy Perry theme song? <laughs> you're hot and you're cold. Is this, you know, they gonna, how much else do they have to refresh with new judges?
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. So, yeah, Jock, of course, is an Adelaide restaurateur, restaurant Orana. Yep. And Bistro Adelaide. Yeah. Um, most recently, Australia's Host Chef in 2018, and yeah, The Chef's Line was the name of that show, made by uh, Eureka for SBS. It's had a couple of seasons. They run it at 6pm at night, which has been a bit early for me to sort of tune in. It's um You can watch it on catch-up, of course, but um mm. it's been a half-hour show. I, I watched a fair bit of season one. Right. I quite liked it, but I just didn't get around to season two, so...
1: Now, off the back of a, they're probably their best, most successful season ever. We're getting Australian Survivor for two seasons next year, and there's some all star action there, isn't there? Yeah, the
0: all stars uh, will run. Now, this is really interesting because it's being filmed now, and there, there's 24 contestants, and I think that works out. But this is season, there'll be season. There's been four seasons, so it'll be in theory six from each of the four seasons and these are people who showed some promise but right. maybe left okay. before they were able to sort of, you know, get to the the business end of the format if you like. Now, that will screen early in 2020. I'm a celebrity starting on January 5.
1: I noticed that really
0: early. <laughs> so that's very early, you know. So you'd be just getting over your New Year's Eve hangover. Good
1: on you, 10. Yeah. You, well, they exactly. they announced this a long time exactly. ago they were going to run 50 weeks a year and good on them. Yep. everyone else should be doing that too. You can't yep. take a summer break anymore. They did
0: well last year. They started about a week later, yeah. and they did well, bef- you know, really well before the tennis starts. Yeah. So now they get an extra week with before the tennis starts. So they'll they they're really expecting to do well then. Yep. And then that will finish, I think, sort of early mid February, when bang mm. in come, in will come um, Survivor All Stars.
1: Interesting. Which you you know yeah. that's really got some momentum. I think uh, that Survivor's format. And you know what, Um, MKR and Married at First Sight will be the competition and they'll be bedded in by then. Mm. But I remember with Married at First Sight this year, there was sort of a point where the most controversial couple, Aness and somebody else, left the show. And that was the point where I went, I'm not watching this anymore. I've actually had a (laughs) gut fall. And, you know, so maybe there's an opportunity if you're halfway through those formats and they're not having good seasons next year, some of the viewers will halfway go, oh. I think I might go Survivor now. Yeah, well, some viewers will have to make a decision, yeah. won't they? Because
0: I'm sure there's Survivor fans who probably watch either MKR or Married. Yeah. They're going to have to make a decision. And, you know, I, some of them are going to pick Survivor, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yep. It'll be very interesting to see how it goes. So that's there. I mean, there are other formats that are coming back. Um, so we'll go from Celebrity into uh, Survivor, a uh, Bachelor, what's the Bachelor one on the Bachelor I? in
1: Paradise? Bachelor in
0: Paradise will be around then too. Right, they'll probably just follow after Survivor. So two seasons in Paradise there, one. Yeah, you know, um, backing up. Then we'll go into the new Master Chef. Well, they don't start filming the new Master Chef until January. Right, which is the latest they've ever done it. Well, okay, it's usually sort of well in production by this time, and they, you know, but they, um, they said, look. It's it's going to be tighter but they can still manage it. What about Dancing with the
1: Stars isn't oh, there, yeah, in there somewhere? Oh yeah, Dancing with the Stars in there earlier too of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, earlier, yep. Very happy to have that back. Yes. Yep. Always my favorite. Yeah. Reality. Yep. yep. So that that
0: presumably that will follow on it did, did pretty well for them. Um, and then you go into um, by the time Master finishes, what are you into? You into uh,
1: well, then you go the Bachelor, bachelor. the Bachelorette, your your latest se- year season of Survivor. Oh yeah, of course. The, You've the got regular Survivor, the other Survivor, yeah.
0: survivor. Um, the two Bachelors, yep, um, Bachelor Bachelorette. Then you're into either uh, the time for the Masked Singer again, yeah. And then um, they haven't announced a second, uh, an Amazing Race yet, right? Because why would they? You yep. you really need to see how the first one's going yep. to do. But, um, you know, I've, I've got uh, Ricky Proust is working on that, the guy who was really responsible for MKR and making that
1: into a sort of super art format. So. And the, the Masked Singer, no-brainer. It's been yeah. a big hit, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. Crazy it has. mental yes. shenanigans yeah. and people are loving it. Mm-hmm, they are. Yeah, I saw there was some... At,
0: Hairbrain commentary today about why it was such a bad idea having um, Lindsay Lohan, and I, and I, at least in fairness, you were wondering about her. But, yeah, but people seem to have loved her, and there was a. Was it someone wrote an ode to her as if saying, what a great move it yeah. was having her in the show? And I sort of get that now. Yeah, and And, and it's a crazy format. It doesn't really matter if you don't know who it is. Really.
1: And I must admit, I've been surprised at, that she's been much better than I thought she was going to be. I just hope that someone out there has been keeping a list of some of the more outlandish <laughs> suggestions. I heard a one, I've heard her say, I think it's Keith Urban, uh, but my absolute favourite was, I think it's Stevie Nicks. Yeah, <laughs> Stevie Nicks is going to do the mark. Singer. I mean that. That's just part of the comedy of the show for me. Like after know. the first episode, roaring, laughing at some of the suggestions, I went. This is just part of the well, silliness of all. Some of, of, of
0: days, Hughes oh, Angus Young were one of I,
1: his guesses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think Hughes has got-, got a clue what's going on. When Hughesy Hughesy, we got a fun problem, with it, isn't he? He's I don't just... think he's got an idea in the show. I actually think he sits there going, "I don't even know where to start with the guesses." I've got to like <laughs> <laughs>
0: Because they sort of dance, the, um, and you, you don't call them judges, you call them, I forget what the word they're using, it's like guessing, uh, whatever it <laughs> I is. I hadn't noticed that. Contestant guesses or whatever it is. But anyway, let's call them judges because it's easier to. Yeah. But they dance when the song's on and you can see Hughes are getting down with it. And then the, the sort of... Expressions on their faces when the reveal comes on—they're, you know, they're the the best paid for sort of exclamations of surprise that you're ever going to see.
1: The standout for me is Danny Minogue. Right, Danny Minogue has has proved through this show that she's actually really, really smart. She's uh, she picked Adam Brand. Which was a really great mm. pick. But every time she's come up with a suggestion, she's really thought it through and it's believable. Mm. Danny's living in the real world. Lindsay's just being Lindsay and picking names out of the air because that's all she can do, not knowing Aussie celebrities. But Danny Minogue is really smart and on the money and I think her years and years of reality experience have, have made her the star judge on that panel for me.
0: I agree, yeah. she's She obviously gets it the most. I think yeah. Jackie O's the other one is sort of, if you're like Lindsay and Hughes, are on the outside, Fringes yeah. and sort of wild and wacky, and you know, <laughs> you wonder what they're actually doing there. But um, but Danny and Jackie to it, maybe they both
1: understand yeah, music they today. Get the TV,
0: they get the music,
1: so that their guesses are quite uh, sensible, yes, and yeah. believable. Whereas Lindsay and Husey are just—they're literally just pulling names out of the air. Sure, sure.
0: Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Was it, what else? I mean? Well,
1: let's just talk about ten dramas. Yeah, well, it's going to be a light on you for drama. Yeah, but they've renewed five bedrooms, which I think yes. has been the real surprise package of the year. Yeah. Great to see that coming back. They've renewed How to Stay Married, yes. which was playing into December last year as part yep. of their new 50-week policy. Um, they've been
0: filming recently because uh, Pete Halley's been off the project.
1: Yeah, Lisa McCune loved that show. Really glad to see that back. Nothing about uh, My Life is Murder or Mr Black.
0: No, that was a surprise. Mr Black, I'm not
1: surprised about. And I would wonder I if... I thought they might have given uh, My Life is Murder another run. I wonder if they're waiting to see how the international sales go for it because that's a show to me that would uh, be able to be sold overseas because Lucy Lawless is in there. Yeah, you've She's got, got, got a International profile. Yep. People love murder mystery mm. shows. I think they're waiting to see if it gets picked up at MIPCOM or something like that before they make a decision to make any more. Yeah, I That's just my guess. I
0: wonder if you've got to have a couple of seasons of that too to help those sales though.
1: It it'd help. But it'd be great yeah. to gauge some interest. Mm. Uh, you know, if you came back from MIP and said, nobody gives cares about Lucy Lawless, <laughs> would you make some more shows to average ratings here in Australia? I think part of the show, the appeal of that show will be it's a title you possibly could sell overseas. I could
0: be wrong, but anyway. Yeah, 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 no, they they could be waiting. They could be waiting. Um, No announcements of any pickups from Pilot Week 2019. Right. There's still a few from last year hanging around that haven't gone to air yet. Um, Kyle's um, show,
1: Trial by Kyle, starting. Trial by Kyle starts next week. Yeah,
0: any day. And Drunk History is now going to be in next year. Interesting. So that's sort of two years later than...
1: Um, well, you know, if they decide not to commission I Am Roxy, they could always recommission I Am Roxy's street because it feels <laughs> to me like the action in the show should be the people pooing and and writing graffiti on the building and the parking fines. There's more action going on on the footpath and gutter. That's
0: amazing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. i um, the poo jogger. <gasps> it's
1: incredible.
0: But Here it's we go. tailor-made for I Am Roxy, yeah. isn't it, that stuff? Um, so that, that that's sort of it. I mean, Gogglebox will be back. Yeah. Um, uh, gee whiz, have you been paying attention? That's gone off at it, its biggest ever, biggest ever audience this week, just on nine hundred and fifty thousand metros. Last night, off close the to back to of to three million, amazing, sensational figures. You know, just really amazing. I'm surprised that format hasn't got a bit of sort of. Um, picked up a bit of business overseas, I think they might do it in a couple of markets.
1: But yeah, w- yeah. But that would seem
0: a bit of a no-brainer for, um... Although there is a fair bit of that, especially in England, there's a lot of those panel shows that do look at the news of the week. Yeah. So, whereas that's really got the space here, you know, so... Um, yeah, but that was uh, pretty much Channel 10. There was a few interesting little things. They did a, um... They had a nice, um... With their head of sales, Rod Prosser, they did, what's the, Carpool Karaoke. Oh, yeah. He did a Carpool Karaoke with who's the um, the late night host that does Carpool Karaoke. James Corden. James, James oh, Corden, really? yeah. So Rod went to LA they get in the car, the one car they use, it's a big tricked-up Range Rover, and they do the block around um, CBS down near Farmer's Market. Yeah. And they did the full-on, uh, it was fantastic. Wow. And it really stole the show, the whole yeah, thing, I'm you bad. know, because that's what it opened with. Yeah. And then they had the show closed. Uh, Andrew G was hosting it, so I... I yeah. Sorry, Osha Osha Gunsberg. I can't stop calling him that. <laughs> I don't think he... Well, he told me he doesn't mind. Um, but he... So that's his sixth show this year he's hosted for 10. Um, amazing. But, you know, he hosted, did a good job, and they had The Wolf come out and performed at the end of it from The Masked Singer. So that was pretty interesting.
1: Cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And um, so they went through, you know, just a lot of their regulars that will be back, you know, the project, um, Studio 10, the living room, things like that, that That aren't sort of world beaters, but do good enough numbers. I think sort of you know they got their regular write some revenue that um, justifies their their slot in the schedule.
1: So who's the next up up front is nine, but of course all eyes are on seven, aren't they? Yeah, you've got to think
0: nine haven't got many new much space for for new shows. I mean, they didn't have anything that really didn't work this year. They've still got a bit to go. Hamish and Andy's um, yeah. amazing holiday, or whatever. But it's, it's
1: seven that needs to plug some oh, gaps, well, isn't it? Seven. That's why, or oh, yeah. I would imagine all eyes in the industry are on yeah. what are you got. So,
0: yeah, they're going to have. I mean, it looks like the idea for two My Kitchen Rules might be tried next year. But the, the big thing they've got, though, is the Tokyo Olympics. So, that's going to pretty much get them through. A lot of, even though it's only 16 days.
1: Were they talking about doing an All-Stars MKR? Yes. When Uh, were they talking about that? The beginning of the year or the end of the year? I'm not sure
0: now whether that all maybe start there, because if it's been filmed, it was filmed a while ago.
1: Was it? Well, given MasterChef's about to do an All-Stars one, wouldn't you think MKR would want to air their All-Stars first and kind of flood the market? Wouldn't that be a nasty clash, though? What are well, we talking television? <laughs> Live in nasty battles and clashes, James.
0: Yes, yeah, so that could be a bit awkward, couldn't it? So, yeah, so maybe two MKRs, um, House Rules. Right. Yeah. New Hosts.
1: Didn't we, Did, yeah, did well, they say yeah. it's
0: Jamie Jury? Um, because Joe Griggs isn't doing well, it anymore. Joe more? Griggs is gone, and Wendy Moore's gone as well. Right, so it's going to be a bit of a refresh there. Yeah, you wouldn't be surprised if um, Jamie Drury wouldn't surprise me at all if he stepped up. Um, and you know what else they've got? Australia's got talent. They'll probably do that again. You know, because well, the rumours are swirling business
1: about Farmer wants a wife and Big Brother, aren't they? That that's yeah, they're well, going to pick wants Wife, up. They've
0: been calling um, for. Um, Auditions?
1: Hope it rains. <laughs> Don't know how yeah, farmer well, wants a wife's gonna look if you've got a drought ravaged property. Who's what what city slicker girl's gonna go, yeah, great, I'm gonna move to that town with no water <laughs>
0: <laughs> Give it all up for a very dry yeah. bush, yeah. Wow. Well, that could be a challenge, couldn't it? Yeah, I mean I don't know maybe they're going to refresh the format, I'm not sure but yeah, yeah you'd be expecting big things from seven that's that's still about 10 days away. So we'll try and have a podcast around about then. we can sort of go through the um, what nine and what um, what seven have got coming on. Now listen you wrote about total control last week. yeah I got a feeling you I mean I was just smitten with it. yeah I thought it was yeah the Best thing I'd seen probably since Mystery Road on TV. I just loved it. I mean, yeah I've seen the first two episodes. Couldn't get enough. I got the feeling you weren't quite as much into it as I was.
1: No, the reason you think that is because I couldn't get the second episode to play Uh on the ABC Media (laughs) preview site. I'd seen the first episode and it... Did it leave you hungry for the second episode? Oh, absolutely. But I wanted to... I always like to watch two episodes of something before I say this is what I think about it. Because I could only watch one, I loved it, but... You know, I, I would have loved to have seen that second episode and the way they watched it at the Toronto Film Festival and to have had that two hour experience. But I just watched it that first episode again last night with oh, my friend and okay. I picked up a whole bunch of little little moments in it that I just went, Wow. Oh, didn't so, notice that before so good thing yeah yeah oh, i watched okay. it for the second time and just picked up these bits i'd missed the first time round and went oh yeah right there's a lot going on in this isn't there oh, I little should looks, do that too. the the guy yeah. that was washing his hands in the all the time and clearly had obsessive compulsive disorder i only picked that because i saw someone give a bit of a side eye at him and i went oh yeah he's been washing his hands forever there's all these little moments in it there's so much going on in the show hmm. it's so now that show is so now, and I'll tell you the best thing about it too is my friend last night said, so is Julia uh, Rachel Griffiths, Griffiths playing a Julia Gillard-type leader? She looks about a bit Julia Gillard. And I went, what do you mean? He said, well, clearly she's a Labor Prime Minister. I said, no, she's a Conservative Prime Minister. And I just thought how great it was that there was that amb- ambiguity about the show before it went to air. Someone who knows about politics couldn't quite figure out What role Rachel Griffiths would be playing? They've they've nailed it. Yeah,
0: no, that was one. And I asked them about that, the filmmakers about that. And they said, yeah, look, we wanted to keep it a bit ambiguous. I
1: listened to that podcast, but they used the words
0: conservative. You all, yeah, yeah, it's a conservative government. If you look at it carefully, yeah, you figure she is. um, But they're not just using her, though. I mean, they they use her a little bit, but not totally. There is some sort of, you know, Rachel Griffiths is sort of sincere about wanting to, you know, hear
1: from and get her into care. Amber, I can't them. wait. Yeah. As, but but um, if I'm going on to the next show, the one I did watch two episodes of and why it probably looked like I was raving more was I watched two episodes of Frayed, which is the Wednesday night show and, and watching oh, two yeah. episodes F-R-A-Y-E-D. of that. Frayed, yeah, yeah, that I just went, yeah, this is sensational.
0: Right. Okay, well, tell us a bit about that. <laughs> it's
1: set in Newcastle, 1989, Uh Comedian uh, playing this character who basically completely upper self snob. Um, circumstances in London. I mean, she gets she ends up in Newcastle in summer wearing winter clothes with two pasty English teenage children, um, and her no nonsense mother played by Carrie Armstrong and Ben Mingay as the brother oh, yes. who watches yep. Dynasty, and it's probably the best role he's ever done. Fantastic, uh, Carbo from Pack to the Rafters, okay. playing her boss. His the actor's name is George. I can't remember his surname. Something Greek. Um, great to see him back. Fantastic cast. Really great. Yes, I mean yeah. two amazing shows have launched on the ABC this week: Total Control and Frayed. Uh, you would uh, you need to watch both of them. They're both both must see.
0: I just wanted to mention a series that finished recently on ABC: Deep Water. Yeah, the UK, it's been called the UK equivalent of Big Little Lies, if you like. Oh. But it's a bit more soapy. Um, it was short run.
1: How many eps? Six, episo- six?
0: Six episodes. I really loved it because Anna Friel was in it. Okay. Right? Can't get enough of her. She was in that great series with Sean Bean. That's right. The Jimmy McGovern
1: one. I can't remember what that was yeah. called. But, um, he was a priest.
0: Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But that, that was wonderful. Broken? Broken. Yeah. That's the one. And there's also going to Alastair McKenzie, who was quite a big name a few years ago. Is Monarch of the Glen, remember that at Oh all? yeah. Yeah, he was the I think he was the monarch of the Glen. Right. He's been in a few good things since then. But it's just fantastic. It's um I think it's four women in the sort of lead roles and the relationships between them. It's a little bit more light and shade if um, compared to big little eyes, if you like. All those women are quite reasonable. they not, not all wealthy, are they? But they're quite well off and, you know, this is a bit more gritty in England, but a couple of the the women are wealthy and
1: well to do and couple aren't and just
0: the yeah just the tangles I get themselves in wow
1: this is a real genre Incredible. in television now mm. and it kind of follows on from uh, chick lit you know or the books Big Little Lies and or the you know The Girl on the Train all of these are sort of you know female dominated female skewed and with the success of Big Little Lies uh, we're now and look here in Australia we're just churning them out we're yeah. trying to do our own version bad mothers secret bridesmaids busy and it's playing for keeps—they're all about women, you know—and uh, everyone's trying to get that genre because there is obviously an audience for it. Sure, sure. Um, and, and the secret M- she keeps, which is a new drama on Ten next year, you just have to hear that 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 title—the secret yep. she keeps. Here we go again.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, that sounds pretty good. That one they announced it a little earlier this year, but there that'll be that'll be coming in twenty twenty. Now, you mentioned playing for keeps there. Yeah. You're not a big fan, are hey? you? I mean, I, I I watched a bit of the first season. I mean, I, I quite enjoyed it, but then
1: I didn't go out of my way to watch them all. I'm disappointed by it. This is a show that I want to lo- love. I love AFL. I love Madeline West. I want to watch a show where Melbourne housewives wearing fabulous clothes are having bitch fights on red carpets. <laughs> and this show plays all that camper element down, I guess. I want it to be outrageous and it's, you know, to me it's just dull. Mm. Um, So yeah, I'm not I'm not the target audience for that show. Oh, OK. Will you give it a go at all? Look, that's I right? probably will. I say I'm not going to watch it anymore. I probably will. But, I mean, for example, the WAGs scandal in the UK on the weekend, you know, the Twitter oh, wow. hacking that, yeah. Rebecca Vardy and all that. Who does Digital Spy go straight to? The scriptwriter of Footballers' <laughs> Wives. And she goes, don't you worry, I'm typing as we speak. They're all a gog over there about reviving Footballers' Wives. I mean, that's part of the problem here. I want Playing for Keeps to be an Australian version. Version of footballers' wives. I want it to be outraged. I want people to come to work the next day and say, did you see what happened on that show last night? Yeah, I'm getting a flashback now. That's exactly
0: what you said a year yeah, ago, wasn't exactly. it? When it? was on, You said you wanted it to be a little bit more jolting. You wanted to be... Larger than sitting life. Sitting up and going, oh, wow, you know. We've, not...
1: If we watch The Real Housewives of Melbourne and come away every week going, what about that moment where so-and-so said this and or somebody did this? You've got to have those moments too if you're going to make a dramatised version of that. And that's what Playing for Keith is. It's more or less a a real Housewives of Melbourne type thing. Neighbours. Yeah. 35th anniversary
0: event. What's going
1: on? Well, they've already uh, plotted what they say is going to be a massive event for their 35th anniversary next year. So it's been, I don't think it's, the scripts have been written yet, but they've certainly plotted something big. You've got to celebrate your anniversaries that end in zero or five. (laughs) So Neighbours 35 next year, they're still... Having their best year ever uh, in 2019, can't wait to see what they do for 2020.
0: Now, Foxtel's um, had a bit of preempted summer, and they've announced what they're calling their Summer Fest, and they've sort of categorized their the programming into what's ahead for October, November, and December. Yep, uh, the next three months. Getting the thing that stands out for me, and this is Catherine the Great with uh, Helen Mirren. Yeah, can't really wait for that.
1: Yeah, It'll should be fantastic, be amazing. Mm. Um
0: it was uh it was on Sky in the UK I think it was so yep. um, I think it was a co-pro. I don't know if it was on HBO in the States I'm not sure who had it for the US. Um but I'm really looking forward to that. What
1: um, about the what the Australian one with Tim Minchin?
0: What's it called? Yeah, that's coming in December now. Um December 1 Upright
1: pushing a piano across th- the desert.
0: It's been coming for a while yeah. this one. It's been. I just wonder if it's, you know, they-
1: Look, one hopes it's another masterpiece like *Lambs of God*. Yes, yes. fingers crossed. Mm. And on paper, it fit, sounds like it's going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah.
0: I don't know. There's also a, a, an adaptation of a Christmas Carol with Guy Pearce as that's, Ebenezer Scrooge. That sounds Scrooge. That sounds pretty
1: interesting. Well, I'll be able to. I, I won't be able to not watch Guy. But seriously, has there been a more that gets made as many times as? That's one of those shows they just keep remaking and remaking, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs>
0: And that uh, three-part um, drama, War of the Worlds, yep. the, um, the H.G. Wells story.
1: Yep. That um, we've got preview videos to watch. I nearly okay, thought okay. about watching it last night. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Can't wait to see what they do with and it.
0: And a crime drama called A Prodigal Son, which I don't know much about, but. Um, Sounds as if it could be one for me, though. I I love my Can I just
1: make one little complaint about Foxtel? Yeah, Because I I stream Foxtel and they changed it again. They went from Foxtel Go to Foxtel Now or whatever. They've (laughs) changed it again and and you had to re-log into this new website to continue subscription. Guess what happens on the new website now, James? They play ads. But didn't they always have a few? I've for never them? seen an ad for a car on a paid streaming service in Australia. You don't get ads like that on Netflix and Stan or Amazon Prime. They might shove in a promo for one of their own shows. Amazon Prime does.
0: So, but was did Foxtel say, because Foxtel, I mean, it's cheaper to stream it online than it is if you get the box I it's haven't got Q. the box. I know, but you get ads there. You get ads so on the why box. why wouldn't you get ads on the other format? It wasn't on the just streaming service got around before. around to do
1: it. Until they, they revamped it, it wasn't there. So what happens is every week when I watch Succession, before I watch the new episode, I re-watch last week's episode because it's so good. So I'm watching right. every episode twice. So then what happens is the episode finishes and on comes the car ad and then on comes the car ad again. Before the new episode of Succession starts, and I just think, wow, and I'm paying $15 a month? You can't skip it. To get an ad? Can't skip it. I just think it's a bit cheeky.
0: Well, it is, isn't it? Especially when you're, when you're
1: competing with ad-free platforms. You're competing against them. Mm. The very thing that people say about Foxtel, there's too many ads, they're now doing to their their streaming service. Why would you do that? It's One ad. That's not a lot of revenue for the kind of backlash it could create.
0: Mm. Well, that you'll stir up for sure. Oh, the, um, <laughs> yeah. Because in their recent programming announcement, they talked about the the viewing experience and how they wanted to streamline it and make it a bit more, you know, viewer-friendly, less interruptions. So, But they don't break the program, do they, they? don't
1: break the program, no, start finish. Well, that's finish. a critical thing, yeah. isn't it? I mean, if you did that, there'd be a definitely deal-breaker. But I'm at that point now where I'm moving <laughs> and I'm going to have to redo things. And the truth is that I want... An IQ three or four mm. back. I do miss it. I'm not going to keep my fetch box. I'm going to leave it behind and cancel that service and I'm going to restart. So I need to look at the whatever it's going to be. I'm trying to figure out the best thing to do, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I don't hate Foxtel. I'm still going <laughs> to resubscribe to them. It's just
0: too many ads on the, um, too many st- ads. the streaming platform. Uh, the Veronica's coming to MTV. Yeah. Not sure about that one. Yeah.
1: Look, I like them because oh, they're sassy girls. I'm curious. Let's put it that way. I want to see I, what they're going to. When you to- think about it, well,
0: that whole drama on the aeroplane, that makes you think, oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> they concocted this for the yeah. TV show. Yeah, Which should be, you know, that'll get some people watching, I guess. Um, you're watching Angie on The Bachelorette?
1: Love it. Yep. Love her. Look, the, the, look, I like her, so I was going to watch it because of her, but then when the old thing about the brother going undercover, I went brilliant. And I've got to say, you know, um, the, that, that really interesting thing that happened in the first week where the Noosa counsellor was called out by her for being hideous, what I thought was really interesting about that, and well, I think what's really interesting about The Bachelorette in general, is groups of Aussie blokes together and how the men called out that bad behaviour first. N- not a word, mm. you know, noticed from the usual shock jocks that are kind of laughing at the woke, you know, there's something in the Courier Mail the other day, the journalist has just discovered the word woke, a new way to describe lefties. It's like, well, buddy, <laughs> you're a bit behind the times and you know what, if you'd actually watched The Bachelorette, there, there were a bunch of woke guys in there that weren't having a bar of it from the moment it began. But you don't hear anything about that. That, But I think a lot of people were really impressed by the way that those men handled it and the way that she, Angie, responded to it. I thought it was great and uh, I thought it's the best start ever to a bachelorette. I'm really in there watching. Okay. okay. Um, El Camino on Netflix. Oh, all day Friday I sat there refreshing the Netflix box. When does this thing freaking drop? <laughs> then I was like, well, it's got to be 8pm tonight, 8pm nothing. For fuck's sake! I came back at eight thirty. It was there. Eight thirty. I started watching it. Amazing, fantastic stuff in there. I'd forgotten about stuff in there. I hadn't thought about for ages. Sneaky Pete. Oh, the the opening. Oh, it's just fantastic. I loved it. Vince Gilligan. What a gr- treat for fans of Breaking Bad to just sneak back to the format. And give this kind of gift to us all. I loved every minute of it. And it still had that Breaking Bad look, the feel of it, the the kind of the uh, landscape shots the and the pace of it. And it made me remember that when Breaking Bad ended, I was so happy that Jesse had got free. And I was thinking, well, at least he... And then, you know, it picks up with him driving away free, but then he's immediately in the shit again. And you go, oh, no, it's going to be two hours of this. I was on the edge of my seat for some of it. Fantastic. <laughs>
0: Uh, For a Breaking Bad virgin, should you go back
1: and watch the series? (sighs) Someone asked me this last night, is it a standalone movie? And in a way it is, but you won't understand the flashbacks with former characters from Breaking Bad, particularly those who are now dead. That will be really confusing, I think, to a new time viewer. So go back and watch some episodes. Yeah, but but Netflix runs a recap of Breaking Bad, to bring you up to speed before the movie starts. Okay. So you've got it's that a option. Bit of a refresher. Yeah.
0: Okay. There's some good stuff coming on the streaming platforms, of course. And we'll probably detail this in a little maybe next month when they all start yeah. up. We'll go through 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 the sort of programming. Um
1: But there's two massive schedules. shows coming, aren't there, James?
0: Well three. I'm counting uh the Scorsese movie, The oh, Irishman. I think it's there now. Is it? Well, no, I don't
1: think so. Oh okay, I can't be It's wrong Close. There. Okay. Yeah. Okay,
0: yeah. We've got to watch that. Yeah. There was some very funny line I heard the other day about that. You know, Scorsese saying he doesn't like the superhero movies. Yeah. They're sort of all the same and all that. And he goes, oh, there, yeah, this is great coming from Scorsese who's just done a, a mob thriller with De Niro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is, you know, God knows how many of them he's made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I must say I'm with Scorsese on that. those those uh, superhero
1: movies. Me too. I, was, I actually yes. agree with him. Don't care. He says that the cinema's become an amusement park. Mm. He's right. <laughs> I just ran a cinema for two and a half years, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so there's that, The yep, Irishman. Yep. Um, what else? Well, there's The Crown yeah. Series 3 with Olivia Coleman now playing the Queen. It's going to be huge. Now, that's November, November I think, 17, too. I okay. think. So massively anticipated because we've waited two years for this series as opposed to when we were getting them every 12 months. Mm-hmm. That's going to be huge. I might have to try and fit in re-watching Series 2 before it begins. Um, and But then a trailer has just dropped for the third season of The Amazing. Mrs. Maisel, which begins on Amazon in December, and I'm just about to finish series two, and uh, yeah, yeah, I haven't done series two of that ever yet. So, well, series um, two is very ambitious, James. It kind of goes on location to France, and wow. then a lot of it is set in a holiday camp in the Catskills, and you kind of go, "Wow, what? it's it's like a very ambitious show." You know, they spend mm. the money on uh, yeah, no, I'm really looking not sticking in those little dingy clubs in New York. They and this third season, again, is very woe. It looks like they've spent some money again.
0: Yep. Well, fantastic. So some good stuff there. Um, you wanted
1: to mention Reg Watson and Patrick Ward? Yeah, Reg Watson uh, and Patrick Ward have both died. Reg Watson uh, is really one of the great icons of Australian TV. Uh, he created The Young Doctors, Prisoner, uh, Sons and Daughters, um and neighbors those are his biggest hits uh, but i mean he made a lot of a lot of other shows for grundys as well I mean, look at how many careers he started there. That man, the the, the concepts for long-running TV series that came out of that man's head is just phenomenal. And uh, he was a very uh, private man. He didn't do a lot of interviews. um, But, yeah, he should be recognised as one of the great titans of the Australian TV industry, and particularly the fact that so many of his shows were the ones that went all around the world, Prisoner. Mm neighbors sons and daughters in the uk i mean his his shows had wide appeal and long lasting appeal yeah and then very sad about Patrick Ward too. Patrick Ward was an actor. He was in a lot of shows. Number ninety six, Cop Shop. He was in a string of shows. Big, well-known flops like Arcade and the Unisexes. I mean, he he, he was a guy that his pro, he had he was unlucky with some of the projects that he ended in that they didn't be weren't bigger because he should have been a bigger star. But he was a lovely man and gone way too soon at sixty nine years old. Before we finish up, a couple of things. I'll just have one thing,
0: then I'll let you finish. The um, succession, I finally got around to watching that first season. I sort of did something I didn't often do, binge them on the um, the weekend. If you actually work out your day, it's amazing how much you can (laughs) squeeze in. You say, okay, I'll stop for an hour and do what I have to do there, come back and bang out two episodes there. It's pretty good, yeah. I, I must admit, look, I, I still don't think it's up in the class of billions, and there are similarities. Well, you got
1: to watch Series Two, though. I know. I know. And that's nearly, nearly over now, isn't it? Yeah. And, and Series Two has just finished, and everyone went crazy at the finale. <laughs> I haven't watched the last episode yet at how good it is, and the writing, and the performance. Yeah, it's one of those shows. There's been a few shows this year that have really improved on their first season and are better than ever. And it's a real. Uh, Big call to make a second series bigger than the first. Sometimes creators are a little bit kind of exhausted or don't know where to go with their show, but Succession yeah, I, knows yeah, where it's going. I mean, yeah, kudos to them. It's an amazing storyline.
0: Um, that final episode of season one is pretty incredible. I kept waiting for it to stop and roll the credits and really leave you hanging. But they, to their credit, they sort of sorted out a lot of it. So yeah. They, they
1: didn't really leave you hanging too much. You will so, see, though, in the second season, you will see more things where you oh, go, I'm guessing, oh, yeah. that's the Murdochs. <laughs> yeah. You know, there are more moments oh, really, where you go, whoa, okay. again. Which so I didn't see that as much in this first season. It comes back,
0: some yep, of that okay. recognition factor. Uh, Brian Cox as Logan Roy is... Fantastic. Oh. He does such a good job. Kieran Colkin, for me, really steals the all the scenes he's in. <laughs> he gets some great lines, though. Yeah. You know, um, and it's a sort of show you don't know whether you should be laughing. Like I was laughing in one place, and my wife said, Why are you laughing? I think, Oh, that's probably really not funny. They're is it, absolute
1: <laughs> monsters. Yeah. All of them are portrayed as but you some know, of the things that happen, like. <laughs> When when
0: in charge, this isn't really a spoiler, but the the ro- he has to as a rocket take off that Kieran Colkin's supposed to be looking after, and it blows up, and I just couldn't help laughing oh, yeah. at that. Yeah, because the look on his face, he had yeah. no idea, and he puts the phone calmly back in his pocket and carries on. I and mean, there's just little things like that that just was that a metaphor for stuff. investing
1: in OneTel? Do you think? <laughs> Sarah Snook's fantastic. Fantastic. So how good is she? Fantastic. Matthew McFadyen as her really annoying. Well, some of those characters Husband. are so
0: annoying. You, oh. you really wonder... About the actor, don't you? You You wait till series two, though. It all just goes to the next level, James. Okay. Oh, that's good. That's good. All righty. We're out of studio time. Anything you want to leave us with? Uh, Yeah.
1: On Friday in Media Week, I've just interviewed Ken Corday, executive producer of Days of Our Lives. Uh, He's given me some amazing facts about the show that uh, I'll write up on Friday, some really interesting things about their online presence in the States and uh, how he believes they're about to do something that's never been done before in daytime and he reckons that the audience is going to be gobsmacked in a way that they've never been gobsmacked before and it's about to happen soon so he gave me a bit of a hint as what it is i'll tease it
0: okay well good on you thanks for that um okay so that's uh on tv every friday the media week morning report sign up for the email at mediaweek.com.au and it'll be also up on the uh website a little bit later on on friday andrew micado thank you mate
1: thanks James.